This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome back to the Eat Like Ruby podcast. We are back today with a guest episode, the first in-studio guest. Woo! <laughs> and it's not by default, it just so happens I do own the studio, but I didn't put a gun to her head, I promise. <laughs> I was still doing my intro. So sorry. <laughs> over, <laughs> over to you. Back to you. Nope, totally kidding. She's already, <laughs> she's already introduced herself. So, podcast studio owner extraordinaire, Sophie Wilson. That's me. Welcome. Thank you. We're so excited. I feel like we're going to play footsies. I know. (laughs) Keep on your side, please. All right. So Soph is the owner of the podcast studio that we record in. Um, Sort of a friend sometimes. We're mates. We're mates. She's just, she's trying to play it hard, play hard to get. I'm actually a little bit too cool for you, but um, (laughs) we'll allow it today. So Soph is on the mic today because it was actually really cool. Obviously, she's heard me ranting and raving for weeks on end now. And each time I would like come off the air, she would just, do you say off the air? Is that what we say? Well, off the mic. Off the mic, off air, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, that works. I think we're cool enough to say off air. Approved. Um, Got the podcast approval. She would always ask really cool questions. Follow-up questions. Yeah, follow-up questions. And... I just thought that they were really good and especially like because we have done a lot of episodes about not spending too much time pursuing fat loss and all of the things along that line. One day Soph was just straight up like, what if fat loss is the goal though? And I was like, (laughs) excellent point Soph. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm here to represent all the fat loss girls out there who love Eat Like Ruby but yeah, feel gaslit. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't. Shit, right. If you feel gaslit, you're not alone, apparently. Yeah. No, it's a re- it is a really good question because often, like a lot of the girls I work with are at that point that we've talked about heaps where they're like in the gym, they know fat loss, they know all those things. So it's like kind of time to start having that other combo. But equally, we, we still work with girls that do want to pursue fat loss and In most episodes, we've touched on the fact that like, if that is the goal or if there are times where that is the goal, we absolutely can do it and and we want to be able to do it well. So it was such a valid question. And the reason I wanted to get you on to ask about it more so than just do a solo ep where I just go to town again. (laughs) Riff like Ruby. Yeah, riff like (laughs) Ruby. That's a good one. Is because I think it's cool. Like you're obviously a switched on intelligent woman. Pause. Yeah. Receiving. <laughs> Love it. She's um, like waving her arms in the air as well for the people that can't see. <laughs> no, but um, obviously switched on intelligent, just all of the things. But in terms of nutrition and training, it's not your area of expertise. Yeah. So I thought it would be cool to have somebody in that position. Like you're going to ask intelligent questions, no pressure. <laughs> Let's hope. But it's not going to be two people that somewhat have all the answers just going off on a tangent like I'm always going to bring it back to make sure you get it and it's it's sort of understandable to the everyday person who isn't educated with nutrition and training yeah it's so funny because I was thinking about it I'm like I know the baseline of nutrition kind of you know to be healthy ish but it would be like someone saying like yeah I'm going to start a podcast and just go for it and they absolutely can do it but it would be a lot quicker a lot easier a lot more like optimized if you came to me so this is nice It's nice to be on the other end. Yeah. We can both bring something to the friendship table here. Yes. Oh, okay. 
we're friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I actually have a question top of mind that I'm going to throw. So we're going for it. I think so. If you're ready. Yeah, we're on. We're on air. (laughs) So my question is, I do want to get into like a little bit more like info about like fat loss because I just, I I think I'm going to play dumb a little bit too, because I don't want to assume knowledge. Because, you know, when you're just like, oh, is that programming or did I just read that somewhere and take it as gospel? I'd actually like to get your your perspective on it. But first and foremost is this one goes out to all the gals who want to lose, let's say, stomach fat. (laughs) We're blatantly talking about me. (laughs) And grow our glutes. Yep. Like, do you, so the question is, can, like, I know you can't do both. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope that's true because I've I've heard that long the, you know, the grapevine, but it's like, should you be like growing the glutes first or fat loss first then grow the glutes? Yeah, this is a, a banger question. We are straight into it. I love it. And I honestly have this combo daily. Like I'd honestly say daily, like wow. it's such a common question. Yeah. And cause they're, they're some of the most common things that people want to work on. So the first thing I want to say is if a person, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but <laughs> You shouldn't. <laughs> if someone has a large amount of weight to lose, obviously they're going to be different to someone like yourself who does not have a large amount of weight to lose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you've got a fat loss goal. You'd like to lose some weight and, and change your shape a bit, but it's not life or death, yeah. health. Yeah. You, need to, you need to get weight off. Yeah. So that's the first thing we always want to point out is it's going to be different for somebody like you or me as opposed to somebody that really does need to lose 20, 30, if even 40 kilos, like it's going to be different. So if you're someone in a position where health is being affected by having excess weight and body fat, that is absolutely the number one thing you want to get down to a position where that's not the case before we look at anything else. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we do that, it is quite simple. It's quite easy. And and if you're listening to this thinking, well, no, it hasn't been for me for years, that, that's totally understandable. Like, But when a person has that amount of weight to lose and we get the, the systems in place and the protocols in place to do it, it should come off quite easily, quite, quite effectively. Like a, a diet is very effective for that person when we get it right. Yeah. So we get them to that healthier point and then we have the convo again. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense. So that's the first thing people want to think about. If somebody is, I normally say if somebody's got like 10 kilos or less to lose, so they would feel better if they maybe got a few off, but it's not life or death, we can go either way. And most people want to go fat loss first because they would feel a bit more comfortable and a bit more confident if they got that off. Mm. And there's a few, there's a few other little reasons for it. The first thing I do want to say is when you said like, is that actually true? Can we not do both at once? Mm. We can't optimize both at once. So to really achieve muscle gain, we need additional calories coming in. Like we need to be in a surplus because we're going to, like we're asking the body to gain in Mm. a sense. If you want bigger, better glutes, that is a bigger muscle in your glutes. So you're, you're trying to increase the size of something on your body. And then over here, we're trying to decrease the size of something when we're trying to lose weight or fat. Mm. So you might've heard me say, if you were here when we recorded that episode, People say it's like chasing two rabbits. Mm. You're going to end up not catching either because you're like, go this way, go this way, go this way, go this way. Like Totally. And that really resonated when you said that in that episode, actually. Yeah. And if you're just like, let's forget about one rabbit, completely chase this one, we're going to have a better chance of, of catching it. So people can do it, but usually 
they'll spin their wheels a little bit and it's not optimized. So it is best to kind of pick one as the main focus, mm-hmm. pursue that and then, and then revisit it. So if somebody is in a position where they could go either way, they could go fat loss or they could go muscle gain because they're at somewhat of a comfortable weight, mm. usually they want to go fat loss first simply just to just feel better about themselves. Yeah. And we don't want to shame that because sometimes when we are like, fuck fat loss, fuck this, fuck that. We. Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like in the corner cowering, being, yeah. being gaslit. <laughs> um, yeah, it, people can think that, that it's a bad thing to do it. But if someone is in a position where they do have that, say like three to 10 kilos to lose, you, you probably will feel better if you, if you get that off. Yeah. Mentally and emotionally and physically. Like, obviously, you're going to feel better if you lose a little bit of weight and you're like, oh, my body looks a bit better. I feel great. But for a lot of people, too, it has been something that they've wanted or tried to do for years and they haven't been able to do it. So there's almost that aspect there of being a failure. Yes. So if we can work through that and, like I said before, get the right protocols in place for effective fat loss for you and we do that for whether it's a few weeks or a few months, depending on the individual, you get to a point where you're like, oh yeah, I physically do feel better in my body, but also I'm winning. Like Mm. I've been failing at this diet game for years and now I'm winning. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Big, big game changer for a person, especially like I deal predominantly with women. We are, what are you, mid twenties? Yeah. Yeah. How the other half live? (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm so old. Um, (laughs) No, but for people your age, like it's common as well, but even like I work with women that are like late forties into their fifties. And it's like, you've been, you know, air quotes failing for 30 years. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's fucking shit. And it's like, if we can change this, how good, how good are you going to feel? Like so empowering, honestly. Yeah. Which is what I love. And then let's say we had that person, let's say someone is, in the high 60s and and we're sort of working towards like a 60 kilo goal just an example we could be anywhere on that scale but let's say someone's at 67 and we're like okay let's go fat loss first before anything else and we start to trend down through those 60s and we're seeing body composition change and we're seeing measurements change clothes are feeling good as we start to come down to that sort of like 62 63 mark and we don't always just focus on weight but it's just good as a bit of a timeline for this scenario Mm -hmm. Some people are starting to feel that they're like, I'm in control of this. And that's, that in itself is a massive game changer for people to feel like I am in control of my physique. Mm. Wild. If, and if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I am like, I'm, I'm at that point, really take a sec and acknowledge how awesome that is. And if you're not just know that it is so common and it is something that can be changed. And when we do change it, it's, it's amazing. So the point I'm trying to make is if we get down to around that mark, even if we haven't hit the, you know, quote, goal weight of 60, when we start to get down towards it, we're feeling in control and we can revisit that convo of like, okay, we know how to achieve fat loss for you. Like as an educated professional, I know how to achieve fat loss, but then we need to apply it to you and do a little bit of trial and error about the exact amounts and everything that's going to work for you. And when we start to do that and we start to get that info on you, we can really start to make sure we're on track. And then you start to get the belief as well. Like, yeah, okay, I'm doing the thing and it's working. Yeah. So then we're in that position of being like, now I can actually choose 
where to go. And again, that in itself is such a win because for so many women, there's been no choice for years. Yeah. I wish this was happening. I hope this will happen or whatever, but they feel quite like a victim and quite out of control. So to get to a point where it's like, okay, we're going to actually choose what happens next. Do I go fat loss further? Do I switch it up to a muscle gain? Whatever. That's awesome. And the thing there too is when we've got that info, I think this is the original point I was trying to make. (laughs) When we've got that info, we can take fat loss off the pedestal and because we're like, okay, I know how to do that. So if I wanted to do it next month, I could. If I wanted to do it next year, I could. It's not this elusive thing anymore that's like, I've got to chase fat loss at all times. It's because we've got the confidence in how to do it. It's like, well, yeah, I can revisit that at any time. Totally. And then people are a lot more open-minded to pursue muscle gain or to pursue anything because it's like worst case scenario, not even worst case scenario, but at any point, if you want to go back to fat loss, we can. We yeah, we've got the blow, blueprint. Blueprint. The blue point. The blue point. Yeah, bring, bring that in. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I love that. Yeah, so that that's one big thing, and that's where so many of my girls are at. And that's probably why we get into these rants about anti-fat loss, because so many girls are at that point, and they're so used to being like, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. And it's like, let's really look at where you're at, because you don't actually need to push fat loss right now. You don't need to constantly be doing that. You're actually in a position of choice. And for so many women, especially ones that have been in that position for years of not having the choice, they don't see it. Yeah. It's like, let's stop for a second, really open your mind and be like, do we actually need to push fat loss right now? Or are you just conditioned as a 30 or 40 something year old woman to think that I always need to be trying to lose weight? Yes. So true. Yeah. So yeah. Does that answer your question? It really does. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> yep, and that's it. Done. Yeah, mic drop. Well, I think that, yeah, I guess my follow-up question to that is like, in that case, you know, if I was going, if just say I was your client, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually, say I had a, a fiance and my wedding was coming up. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, okay, cool. I want to do both these things. Like I need the banging glutes for the honeymoon, but obviously need the fat loss for the wedding dress. It's all happening. Like, would you say like, at what stage should I begin working with you in order to get the goal, knowing that obviously these things take time today, (laughs) today that I haven't got the boyfriend yet, but yeah, sure. Let alone the fiance, let alone the wedding or the honeymoon. But okay, Shit. we're just putting that out there. Yeah. Uh, if anyone, if anyone's free, um, <laughs> part-time nutrition podcast, part-time manifestation tool for Sophie. Whatever. Yeah. If anyone's free to have a wedding with Sophie in the coming up future, <laughs> she's open to that. Um, no, so that that is a good question, and again, that's the common one as well. And really, like the the best time we can start working on shit is right now. Honest, obviously. And if we've left it too late like if we're like okay weddings in eight weeks we do have to have a realistic conversation about we're probably not going to see massive fat loss and massive physique growth and shift and change Mm -hmm. in an eight-week period a muscle growth phase is quite needs to be quite long and and quite patient it's quite a process like we cannot gain extreme amounts of muscle in, in short times as women so obviously we can do all the right things and you know, eat the right amount and train in the right way and all that. But it is quite a process. For most females, we say like at least a four-month gaining phase and mm. and if not longer. For myself, like when I've done real intentional gaining phases, it's been like seven to eight months. So, and that's like really push it, big physique change and then fat loss on the other side. Right. So, whereas a fat loss phase can be 
quite uh, I don't like to say quick because people like want results right now yeah they'll be like sweet <laughs> yeah all right sign me up yeah <laughs> um no but when when we get it right with a fat loss phase like when we've done that little bit of trial and error and then really found the sweet spot for you it's quite effective it's quite efficient like we we tend to see it week to week we see the measurements dropping we see like scale dropping we can see physique changing through weekly pictures and stuff whereas like a muscle gaining phase is a lot slower like we're not going to take a picture on monday and then train hard four times throughout that week take a picture another monday and be like whoa like yeah totally yeah as opposed to a person really efficiently hitting a deficit and nailing everything you will see that shift quite quickly in a in a photo yeah does that make sense yeah it does it does yeah so really it you do have to have that realistic conversation if someone has left it too late because otherwise they can spin their wheels then. And that's where people can be like, I've got eight weeks, like I'm going to, you know, fat loss, like a hardcore diet. And they go really hard on that. But then they're like, train, 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 because I want to build my glutes. And then usually they get hungry because they're smashing training mm. and then they're trying to do these low calories. And that's where that spinning wheel. Suddenly the wedding's on. off. <laughs> She's too angry. Yeah. Old mates <laughs> actually left the building. And you don't even realize because yeah. you're still at the gym. <laughs> But honestly, that's where people can spin their wheels because it is that two rabbit thing and it's quite a frantic two rabbit thing. Like, fuck, one went this way, one went this way, one went this totally. way. Totally. It's heightened stress. And yeah. doesn't is it true that you're fat? I mean, you know, when you're stressed, fat, fat's not going anywhere. Is that true? <laughs> so Sophie's literally Clenching. clasping at the air. I hope you know she's got her podcast on YouTube too and this is the yeah. things you get. I'm actually kicking right back for getting that we're on YouTube. Yeah. I was, oh, I was born and laying down. <laughs> wow 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 it's not a direct like i'm stressed i will not achieve fat loss right it's usually the the flow-on effect of stress eating lack of sleep cravings low energy if you like like if we look at that scenario where stress is like reducing sleep and and all of those things reduced sleep means like the next day we would normally move quite a lot less and if we look at like our energy output we won't go too far off topic just listen to the other podcasts (laughs) but if we look at a person's energy output throughout the day like where you're like burning calories if you've had fuck all sleep and you're stressed and whatever and you're moving around like this as opposed to a person that's had a great sleep they're energized and they spend their whole day like this yeah that actually adds up to be quite a significant difference so it's not so much like i'm stressed i will not achieve fat loss but it's more like i'm stressed the flow on effect of that through my life doesn't line up well with an effective calorie deficit Mm. that in mind when it comes to fat loss God, I'm the good girl for this. I'm actually super stressed, so cancel my diet. <laughs> but like how much of your conversations, like how much in your coaching is is your conversation centered around lifestyle factors that like stress, like sleep, like digestion, like all those things? Well, I guess digestion comes down to food as well, but like, or is it just like, this is, this is what you eat? No, I like Off this your question. This is, get out of here. No, that's a really good question. So we look at all those things, literally, um, depending on the, the level of coaching people are in, but like, for example, a one-on-one client will rate like their sleep, stress, digestion, literally everything you just listed, you actually nailed it. Wow. And here I was playing dumb. Yeah. So they'll note all those things. And even if someone's not a one-on-one client, like if they're in a different program or whatever, we always have the convos all the time just about looking at those things. And you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast before where, you know, someone might be like, I'm like work is crazy. I've got exams coming up. I've got visitors coming to stay, all of these things. And then they're like, 
I, I want to pursue fat loss or whatever. And then we have that combo of like, is that actually realistic? Like with everything you just mentioned, is a like strict borderline stressful phase really smart to implement right now? Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And again, it, it probably comes back to what we spoke about before, where if someone has the education and they've had a successful phase like that, they're more comfortable with saying, yeah, actually, good point. Let's put it to the side because I know I can come back to it at any any time. Whereas if someone is still, like we said, in that position where they've been trying their whole life and failing, if we then say, okay, intentionally stop trying, they're like, well, why the fuck would I do that? Because I'm trying to get somewhere. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas if, if someone has had the success, we're like, so let's just simply put it on pause and let, let's just loosen the reins really. And then when the visitors leave and the exams are done or whatever, we reassess, where's your physique at? What are your goals? What is the rest of your lifestyle like? And do we go hard again? Yeah, totally. Just placing people in more empowered states really is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm hearing. It's what I'm getting. <laughs> yes. Love it. Cause like, yeah, it is, it is interesting. Like what would you say to the person who has, cause you know, I have conversations with my friends all the time and some of them of all, honestly, we've all got different health, like preferences, goals, like all the things. But what's interesting is like a lot of, you know, the communication indicates that everyone sort of quote unquote knows what to do, but I don't necessarily after like listening to your podcast, believe that they do mm-hmm. because the achievement hasn't been unlocked. Yeah. So, but we're all out here giving ourselves a hard time being like, like I can't, like, it's like, we know that we have to eat less, for example, like, let's put it really simply. We know we have to eat less, yet we just don't do that. It, like, it's just so annoying. Like, it's frustrating <laughs> and I'm, I'm over it. And like, after listening to you, I'm just like, yeah. Is it that we have to eat less or is it what we eat? I love this. She's literally over it. She's really waving her hands around. Um, No, that's a really cool question. And at one point you said to me, I don't feel like my body is a reflection of the effort that I put in. Yeah. And I thought that was such a a good statement. Like, I know it's not a good thing for you to be feeling. (laughs) That's just perfect. Yeah, I actually love that. I'm like going to hook, line and sinker you right into my business. No, but I thought the way you worded it was really cool because... A lot of people feel that way, but they're, they're sort of ranting and raving about it. Like, I'm always fucking trying and I'm mm. not getting anywhere. And I just thought the way that you said, like, I just feel like the effort that I'm putting in, my body doesn't match the effort that I put in towards my health. And I was like, that is so well worded and so common, like yeah. so common. And that's where most women that come to me, I've actually been thinking on it since you said it. Wow. Look at me. I know. Just you, making moves you in your brain. really hit a chord. Um, <laughs> No, most women that come to me don't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going I'm to get a nutritionist. Most of them have lived that, with, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, and they're at the point where they're like, okay, I'm going to seek professional help because it's actually not working. Yeah. Makes sense. So even though no one said it to me like that before, that, that's what got me thinking. I was like, that really is the underlying thing for most people that come to me. Whether they come in that negative sort of mindset if you will of like I'm not getting anywhere or even if they're like yeah I have kind of gotten somewhere but I want a professional to take it to the next level yeah it's that that kind of is the underlying thing so I thought that was quite cool you know I know it's calories in calories out like you've explained that but it's just kind of like where I where I get lost is like surely it matters what you eat yeah you know what I mean yeah that's that's such a good question so 
and this is where a lot of people go wrong. So a lot of people would be like, fuck, yes, good question, which is why I wanted to get you on here. <laughs> How much we eat will be the deciding factor. Literally, and I'm not saying at all anyone should go out and do this, legit if you ate like pancakes, pizza, donuts today, and that was your whole day, but it was a calorie deficit, you gave your body less energy than it needed, you would achieve fat loss. Yeah. But when we really break that down and look at that, that is where we would start to be like, okay, cool, digestion's probably terrible. Mm. Sleep is probably shitty. Mood is probably shitty. Like energy spikes are probably shitty. Training performance definitely would be shitty. And when we look at a deficit, so when we go into a calorie deficit, like I said, we're intentionally giving the body less energy than it needs. And that is literally the only way fat loss can be achieved. So to answer Sophie's question, it is an amount thing more than anything. Yeah. Fat loss is literally achieved when if your body needed 2000 calories worth of energy today and we only gave it 1700, it's literally like I need an additional 300 to get through the day. Body fat is stored energy. So it's like I've I've got a 300 gap here. I'm pulling it from body fat stores. Yeah. And for one day, that's fuck all. But for a week, eight weeks on end, it adds up and that's that's literally how fat loss is yeah. achieved. But if we look at that scenario, there is going to be a level of hunger when we're in a deficit. Like that is just part of it because literally that is your body being like, I'm waiting for that additional energy. It hasn't kicked yeah. in. Therefore, here's my hunger. And then the body's like, what, how do I bridge the hunger? Yeah. I pull from the body fat stores. So in super simple terms, that's, yeah. that's the process. But if we think about that, If I said to you right now, like, okay, cool, we're going to eat X amount today to hit an effective deficit. If we go and had like, I can't even think, like there's literally pictures of all those foods in my brain right now. (laughs) All the Maccas and all the pizza and stuff. All the pizza. Yeah. (laughs) If we said like, let's have, do you ever eat oats? Yeah. Yeah. So if we're like for brekkie, big bowl of oats, some banana, maybe some protein powder, maybe, you know, some other fruit or whatever people want to put on nuts, seeds, whatever. Oats are fucking filling. Like yeah. you have a bowl of oats and you, you hit a point where you're like, shit, that was f- filling. And if you were to break that down and look at the calories in that, it's not a lot. Like the bang for the buck on that meal for the calories that your body would take in is pretty good. If we look at something like a Krispy Kreme, like a Krispy Kreme donut can be up in the 400 calorie range. So if we put those two things together right now, like we've got a 450 calorie Krispy Kreme, and we've got a bowl of oats. It's like oats, banana, protein powder, whatever, for 400 something calories. If you eat that donut, physically your hunger's probably not going to go away too much. Yeah. Like you're going to eat a donut and just be like, what's next? Yeah. Now I'm ready for lunch. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to that bowl of oats where you're like, that was quite filling. Like I'm not going to go round two on a bowl of oats, make a whole nother one. And that's the same thing as well, where on a, on a similar but different note, like you have a donut and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, one more. And suddenly you've hit 900 calories yeah. in 60 seconds. Very yeah. few people are having that big bowl of oats being like, fuck it, I'm having a whole nother bowl like that. Yeah. So it, it's just about breaking down that day. And if we look at it even further, like it's probably a topic for another day, but there are other benefits in the body to like getting a certain amount of protein. Fiber will be like the key to digestion, all of those things. So again, if we come back to a day that was literally just like pancakes, pizza, donuts, absolutely fuck all fiber like you probably would not be able to go to the toilet yeah like there'd be so many things like i said training performance like if you go into the gym you'd probably feel quite sluggish like i've just 
eaten all those things don't really feel physically that good to train my energy's not that good like just this, yeah this, I feel like I've taken that in too many directions no but. I, I was with you the whole time <laughs> front row seats yeah yeah that so makes really sense it comes down and so like for example with my girls like what we work through is like here's your nutrition targets which is like here's the overall calories we want to aim for here's a certain amount of protein and fiber we want to aim for with that day as well and then they've got a little checklist that's like two serves of fruit two serves of veggies yeah whatever like I can't even think what else is on it so really it's about piecing all of that together and we've spoken about this on the podcast a little bit before but for most people we'll tend to then eat quite similar meals like your breakfast might be like some sort of egg meal or some sort of oatmeal oatmeal oh there it is <laughs> we're both way too impressed by that. no wonder it's called that <laughs> shit yeah and then even if we think about like that meal i always have with yogurt and fruit and whatever lunch for a lot of people is like meat and salad dinner might be meat and veg but when we you know bring in that flexible dieting aspect it can just be like yeah, how do I want my eggs today? Like, do I want to whip it up into an omelet? Do I want to bring in some feta? Do I want to bring in some avo? And you just mix it up with those little things. Like most people are eating the same meals each day, but it's just about having that, like even with a meat and veg meal, like do I want to have chicken and salad? Do I want to go like a stir fry? Just having that bit of variety, but it's still like that underlying thing of protein, fruit, veggies, fiber. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So my my question is how tailored is the like each of our goals, right? Like could you look at me and pretty much be like, essentially this is what I think macro would suit you or like and is that the same for everyone? Or is it how tailored is it? Yeah. So it's usually when we work that out initially, we base it on height, weight, age, gender, and activity level as in steps. So that's sort of our starting point. Like we'd factor all of those things in. And then usually it is that bit of trial and error. For most people, that's enough to to get the ball rolling. And then for others, like I said, it could just be those little differences of how like active someone is. With their hands. And like stuff. with their day in general. Think even about people that fidget. Think about M. Like think about yeah. our friend M who yeah. jumps around and yeah. is like a bundle of Literally. joy. As opposed to someone that might be super still and, and quiet. Yeah. It, it sounds like not much, but if you think about all day, every day. Yeah. You're just going to move a lot more. So the point I'm trying to make is like we usually hit the calculations based off of all those facts. And then it can be as simple as like, oh, this person can actually get away with eating a little bit more. Or maybe they need to eat a little bit less. But yeah. the calculations are, are pretty spot on because it's based on all those facts. Yeah. Yeah. So simple. I know. Like, Yes. Does everyone here listening want to work with Ruby now? <laughs> is it just think, me? I, I was just thinking like, so simple. Like, do I even need to have my business? <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking the opposite though, because like the thing is, is that it's the accountability. It's the like advice. It's the questions. It's the tailored approach. Like I, I get it. It's literally like when I think about what I do for my clients <laughs> and just make, it's just the exact same for you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you could do it alone, but it's going to be a lot more effective if you actually know what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And Someone I, who's done it before for others, themselves and all the rest. Yeah, and I think that there's so much truth in that because I think it comes back to like what I said before. When we do this, and it is a bit of trial and error and it is a bit of learning and you get that feedback from somebody or 
you know, you just, you're in a program or you're in a place where you've kind of committed to the process and you start to learn it all. You, it, it can be that simple trial and error of like, oh, maybe I do need to eat a bit less. Maybe I do need to eat a bit more. But you're learning everything along the way. Mm. And then, like we said before, you get to a point where you're not in that heightened state of feeling like fat loss is so out of reach or changing your health or changing your physique is so out of reach. And then you're just at a point where you're like, I know enough. And, and this is probably goes two ways. Like when people work with me, in any way, we'll usually do anything from like eight, 10, 12 week program, let's say, mm. to go through this process, like a little bit of trial and error. You're starting to learn like what actually is protein? What actually is fiber? Mm. What do these days look like for me? And then as we start to get towards that, you know, two to three month mark and you've had a bit of success and you've learned those things, people will normally go one of two ways with me where it's like, I love gym. I love training. This is very much a lifestyle thing for me. Like I want to keep learning, keep tracking my food. And that's where a lot of people will be like intentional muscle gaining phase. Then I'll do fat loss next year. Like it's quite a lifestyle. They've got big plans and they want to keep rolling with it. On the other hand, people just get to a point where like we said, all of those things have come off that pedestal and they're now actually within reach. You don't feel so frantic about them. And you are able to just take everything you've learned and – get on with your life and then be like, I know now, like if I get a little bit sloppy in winter, as we come out the other side towards summer, I actually know how to just tighten that up. Mm. And even with everything we've just said for a lot of people, it's like, okay, cool. I've tracked my food. I've monitored my calories, my protein, all of those things. I know what that looks like in terms of a day of eating for me now. And I'm going to move away from actually needing to track it and weigh it all and record it all and just start carrying that info with me into my everyday life. Does that make sense? Yeah, just like natural swaps kind yeah. of thing. And just yeah. Or just being like, hmm, like I actually haven't eaten much protein today. I know I'll have a high protein dinner. Yeah. Little things like that. And that is honestly something that my girls do so well. And they don't even realize, like I pointed out to them, people come to me and they might have been up, down, all over the place. Weekends are a massive blowout. Like there's a, a fair few shitty habits. And they go through everything I just said for those two or three months. And then they might touch base with me and be like, oh, you know, like I I did go out for tea and I probably had a bit more cake than I should have. And then, but I got straight back on track on Friday and my weekend was solid or whatever. And I'll point out to them like, you like a bad week, air quotes, bad week for you used to be like 10,000 calorie blowout weekends. And now you're calling like a bad week, an extra piece of cake. Mm. And if we really look at that overall through your week, that's fuck all. Like one piece of cake is not going to make or break your week. No. And you've, you were mindful and people will even be like, you know, I, I had a piece of cake at work. So then I like, I just didn't have my dessert that night. And it's like, that is such a win for your mind to just start understanding that. Like, oh, I probably have just had the equivalent of my ice cream and Nutella. So I'm just not going to have that tonight. Yeah. Whereas for a lot of people, it's like, I wasn't going to have that cake. Fuck it, I did. I'm now going to have triple the ice cream and Nutella because yeah. I've, you know, air quotes, it. blown out, yeah. ruined it. And that's where the education comes back for a person to just be like, oh, I actually can have this cake and then I'll just scale back. Or equally, I can have this cake. I'll still have my dessert and I just won't over-obsess my weight tomorrow. I'll just get back on track. Mm. And I know that I'm not going to sit there in two weeks and be like, that one fucking piece of cake I had in mm. the tea room that time. Yeah. <laughs> but when we don't have that understanding, it is it does all happen from quite a frantic state for people. Yeah. Where it's like all in, all out. This is bad. 
I can't achieve this. I'm very lost. Like it's all quite intense Mm. where the more we get that education and we go through that process, I usually see that it's about a two to three month thing where people just start to find their groove and understand everything. Totally. And then they're just like, I got this. I'm good. Yeah. And that's where most people will then be like, cool. Do I stay on, you know, is this super appealing to me to really fine tune my nutrition and my training and, and go hard on things? Or do I just take what I've learned and live my life? Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Have you ever had a fat loss phase that's come, like as in your goal actually being fat loss or have you just done your gains and then scaled it back vibes? No, I've, I've done for sure. So I've done like little bits myself over the years and then it was middle of 2020 was when I started working with Denver. So we did the podcast with Denver who um, is – just does pretty much what I do. Mm. Um, But at that time, my business was really starting to pick up and it was equal parts like I want to learn from you Mm. in in a business sense, but also like my business is going crazy. I know that I'm going to be the last one I look at each week. So I just wanted to kind of have that person in place for me. And so I started with him in July, 2020. And we did a bit of a fat loss phase. That was literally when everything opened up after lockdown. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we'll do a little fat loss phase. And I think it was literally about three or four kilos. Like I, I was not overweight by any means, but we did like a little fat loss phase and just, again, just found my effective fat loss. He was able to sort of see, yep, yeah, okay, cool. This is what Ruby's body responds really well to, whatever. Um, and then I did a muscle gaining phase and I pretty much did that for three years. So like around November-ish in that 2020 I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's go hard muscle gaining phase. Did that right through to July. And I've actually always used July as my little thing because that's my birthday. Mm. So I normally am just like bulking, 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 big birthday weekend. <laughs> Diet starts after the birthday. Yeah, <laughs> But it's in, a, in, in that controlled sense where we know I'm intentionally gaining and eating or whatever, have that nice relaxed weekend. And then I normally would just go for it on the Monday after my birthday. And usually that's about, 12 to 16 weeks give or take just depending on how it goes like you're going to have natural ups and downs um and quite often I've done like a photo shoot like I did my shoot for my business in November last year so it was that sort of intentional fat loss from like July through to November yeah hit that like lean machine physique Mm. photo shoot and then get me the hell out of it didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) legit get the lean pics and then go out for tea yeah (laughs) right yeah so true so literally everyone has fat loss goals yeah even the tank yep even the bro yeah like my sort of goal this year is to just have neither like I don't want to have that big gain phase I don't want to have that big fat loss phase like I really do just want to hang and enjoy it and honestly like anyone that's worked with me before will say like she says this all the time but there's no right or wrong like we don't have to pursue muscle gain we don't have to pursue fat loss we don't have to maintain like you really just have to think like what is it that I actually want what do I want to get out of it like for years I was like I definitely want to build my physique I definitely want to put on muscle like I was so motivated to do it whereas this year I was more just like I'm actually quite happy like I'd be happy to hang here yeah it's just not a big driving force for change so like, let's just chill and enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. I think that the most refreshing thing about how you put, portray everything you believe is the fact that you don't shame the fact that fat loss, like performance goals, you know, whatever it is, or chilling, like, you don't shame any of those goals. Like, you see them all as equal, 
which is really nice because I feel like, you know, the body positivity movement, I'm all about great, like literally love it. But sometimes it feels shame. Like you feel shame about like actually wanting to change your body. Yeah. And then vice versa. Like it's so competitive out there with like, you know, physique goals, all the things you can go, you know, all the way. And like, you kind of judge yourself. You just, we're all out here judging ourselves the whole process. And then you come in and you're like, all right, you want that? Bang. You want this? Bang. You want this? Cool. I'm doing that too. It's like really refreshing. Oh my God. Thank you. It's okay. I love this. <laughs> I always just want people to feel like they are, they are in control. Like they have the education mm. to take it in any direction that they want to go. I think being women as well, like are most of your clients women. Yeah. all We are emotional beings. And then, and that's so cool and fun and great for everything else. But I think, yeah, it just, it's nice to have like a little bit of like closure and just like logistics about shit. You don't need to cry either way. Like it's all going to be okay. And I think that's, that's such a fine line with what I do because if somebody is genuinely having an emotional time, it's not as simple as like hit your fucking macros. Totally. But on the flip side, if somebody is having too much of an emotional response to their weight or their pictures or whatever, you need someone to step in without that emotion and assess the facts. And I think I said it on the episode with Denver, when people are in that emotional position and like Soph said, as females, we, we all get in it. You almost want your coach to validate you. Like if you're like, oh, the fucking scale didn't move. People will bring that to me and hope that I'll be like, damn them scales, whatever. Yeah. And you might feel good for a second, but then if, if we step away, then you're like, okay, cool. But what do I do about it? Yeah. And so as a, as a coach and as a nutritionist and all those things, it's such a fine line between like, yeah, there's a human being here and they're having a genuine feeling and I'm going to acknowledge that and respect that, but I'm also going to pull you forward. Like we cannot just hang in that. And that's why, that's why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can actually bitch about it with your besties. (laughs) Go for it. They're not charging. Literally. And that's where I always think too, like you would love that like imagine if you were having those emotional reactions every week and then I just chimed in like, yeah, this is shit, whatever. Chat to you next week. Yeah. Same thing next week. Oh yeah, this is shit. Chat to you next week. All of a sudden it's like, okay, well a month's gone by and we, nothing's happened. Exactly. So it's like, sometimes people can be like, oh, like she didn't validate me. She didn't join my pity party or whatever. But it's like, you're not paying me to join your pity party. Yeah. Like you're paying me to be the one that makes that real assessment here and moves you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Love. Yeah. I don't know if I've got any other questions about fat loss. Shit. You've just simplified it so much. (laughs) I love it. You've actually got all the answers now. Yeah. And I would expect nothing less than perfection from you from this point onwards. Just like, yeah, girls go follow my um, Instagram. You'll see a bikini pic soon. (laughs) What is it? Eight weeks? Eight to 12 weeks? Sort of. You didn't actually give a time for fat loss. Very sneaky. (laughs) Sort of. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. If anyone um, wants to start a podcast, you know where to go. Sophie on Track Studio. Literally. Hit me up. Love it. Farewell. Goodbye.